0: And Lord, I pray for wisdom now. Send Your Holy Spirit to all of us, Lord God. Teach us Your truth, and and Lord, give us wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So week three, um, we can recap, but not really. But sure. Uh, we G, last week, Jesus. Um, we discussed when Jesus uh, healed the man from being possessed by the demons, right? And the week before that, we talked about when Jesus uh, calmed the storm. So now, we're looking at the miracle of Jesus when He gave sight to the blind. So I don't know how many of you know of anyone that was born blind, and then miraculously, their sight was restored by somebody. I don't think we have anything on record other than the people that Jesus met during His time before He went to the cross. Because you know, throughout the Gospels, Jesus displays His divine power over sickness and disease in order to demonstrate that He is indeed the Messiah and Son of God who comes to set His people free from oppression. So when we think about sickness, when we think about blindness, um, a lot of religious people, I would say, and some other religions too, that they will always associate it with something that you have done against God or against people. Um, I think it's Hindu, they call it karma. Um, but us Christians, we say it's sin. You probably cause sin. So that's our first point. We're going to try to see, is, it, is when, you cause, when you sin, does it cause sickness right away? Remember the friends of Job, when Job was going through the disasters that he was going through? They were insisting to him that it's something that you have done. That's why you, this is happening to you. Um, this is this is because look, the disciples said it in verse verses one and two. Did you know that when uh, uh, there was a Jewish teaching that they actually thought, which is wrong, that a baby can actually sin in the womb? Because this man was born blind, so look at that. He, was, he saw a blind man from birth. He, his disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? Right? Because there is, there is that belief. And we know that that's not true. Right? We know that uh, you cannot sin when you're in, in the womb. And there is, there is such a thing as uh, age of innocence, to where God knows it when you are actually able to discern good from evil. Um. So in John 9 as Jesus and his disciples are traveling on the Sabbath they come across a blind person. But I want you guys to look at here. It says as he was passing by speaking of Jesus he saw a man blind from birth. Do you see there? It was obviously the bl- the blind man cannot see Jesus because he's blind, correct? I know very observant. Wow, captain obvious. No, but here is Jesus is the one that saw the blind man. See, whatever happens to us physically, it happens to us spiritually as well. Because remember in Romans, Paul said, no one seeks God, not even one. So maybe you're thinking when you received Jesus in the past, you probably thought, oh, I was seeking God. Not really. Because the Bible says no one seeks God. No one. So it was actually God seeking you. And and, and I have really, I don't have any problem with that. Some people do. They they impose on the free will of man compared to God's sovereignty. But for me, there is such compassion there. Jesus saw the blind man. See, I don't know what you're going through, but whatever it may be, God has compassion on that. He sees you. He sees your broken heart. And He's always there sensitively looking at you, wanting to heal you, wanting to help you, wanting to comfort you. Because that's who our God is. Our God is good. Amen? Amen. So, look at verse 3. I think. I think I have it there. Neither this man nor his parents. Now, Jesus refutes the disciples about this wrong perception. See, right there, when Jesus said neither, it also tells us that. But that we are not to automatically jump into the conclusion that if somebody is sick, we're going to say, oh, because he or she is sinning. Or if we are sick, we're automatically going to go, oh my gosh, what sin did I commit? No, no, it's good to, to do that spiritual inventory to yourself, but it's not good for us onlookers to make that judgment right away. Like, oh, he's sick because He's a bad guy, right? So, Jesus refutes the disciples' wrong perception. This man's condition or disability was not the result of anybody's specific sin. However, this dangerous and wrong belief still exists today. We must not assume that suffering is the result of personal sin. This does not undermine the truths of universal sinfulness and living in a fallen world. However, in this story and throughout other biblical passages, we find that suffering is not always associated with or caused by a person's sin. Not always. Look at Luke 13, 2-3. Do you think that, that, this is Jesus speaking, do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Is Is that why they suffered? Not at all and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. This is Jesus again rebuking uh, the Pharisees. And look at 2 Corinthians 12:7. Even though this is Paul speaking, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from being pr- becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. See, Paul who did so much work for the Lord, Paul that lived his life to share the gospel, to train people, to, to, to grow churches, he was given a sickness. Uh, some people say uh, it's ulcer. Some people say some kind of uh, a pain in the, the side. Where, so there's speculations there, but regardless of what it is, Paul admittedly says that he himself was given this by God to keep him from being proud. You see, suffering does not necessarily mean the person is sinning, right? Suffering and trials result from a variety of causes, and we cannot always identify the reason for them. Jesus responds that this situation has happened so that the works, look at verse 7, this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him, in the blind man that was born blind, Because Jesus, obviously, we we know it, right? Jesus healed him so that that miracle is performed by God and everybody will glorify God. Amen? The suffering, pain, tragedy, and hardships we face in life provide the opportunity to see the glory and power of God displayed in our lives. Amen? Amen? Isn't, isn't that where our prayers become more intimate when, we're, when we have a trial, when we have some sort of, of, of hardship in our life? Our prayer becomes more intimate. Our relationship uh, res, it will result to a more intimate relationship with Him. It becomes, it becomes different. It goes to another level. And then we ourselves, we say, man, God saw me through it. Everybody else abandoned me, but God never abandoned me. Now, as we will explore in greater detail, again, in the following weeks, the glory and power of God might be manifested in a miraculous moment of healing or restoration or the glory and power of God might be revealed throughout a prolonged season where the strength of God and His grace in us empowers us to overcome our circumstances. Because it's really up to God, right? Some of our sick, sickness are healed instantaneously. It's just a matter of Advil, right? I know, I know Sister Dulce and the girls, they don't like taking medicine. You know, they like to pray about it. I like to take the pill. You know, Like, oh, just give me the Advil. Praise God for the Advil. But sometimes, right, sometimes the pain that we have can be cured instantaneously, either by a medicine or sleep or, right, some, some sort of rest, or even if we're taking those pills, our pain and our sickness still remains. It, it prolongs. But God never really abandons us. God is still there, right? Because the second point is, God heals us in unique ways. Not because God healed me in a certain way, He will heal you in a in similar way. Not necessarily. Why? Because look at, this is, Verses, uh, nine, uh, verses six to seven. See, Jesus, sp- this is quite a gross, right? He spit on the ground and then made mud in the saliva. no, the blind man really didn't know what was going on, right? <laughs> it's not like he can see it, like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> he he actually didn't hear the, right, and then bomb, right? He, I don't know if he heard it. I don't know if Jesus did it that way, right? But, there was spitting, right? There was spitting, and, and for you to uh, to make it into mud, that's a good amount of saliva, right? I don't know, because because uh, a simple, right? That's not gonna do it. To make mud, it's water and 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 dirt. So that's quite a lot. So this is this is so before you try to heal the blind people out there with the saliva and mud, it's not necessarily gonna be accurate for you. Because Jesus heals the man in a unique way. Jesus spits on the ground, makes some mud, and then, and then he told him, go to the pool of uh, Siloam. And then the blind man obeys Jesus. Why is it unique? Because remember in Mark 8 2, when Jesus healed the blind people that he, he saw, he took, or the blind man, uh, he took the blind man by the hand, by the hand and brought him out of the village and then spitting on his eyes, again, with the spitting, right? (laughs) I'm glad I'm not blind. So, I'm colorblind, maybe. (laughs) But spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? You see, there was no mud needed for that. And there was no, go to the pool of Siloam. No, it's different. But somebody will argue, well, they're spitting, they're spitting. But then, look at Matthew 20, 33 to 34. Touching their eyes. Lord, they said to him, open our eyes. Moved with compassion. Again, that's our Lord, always with compassion. Jesus touched their eyes, touching only. Immediately they could see. And they followed him, see? Different. Same type of healing, healing the blind, but different technique. Why? Because God does not want us to focus on technique. God does not want us to focus on procedure. God wants us to focus on Him. Because if it becomes about a procedure, if it's five prayers of this, three prayers of that, give to the poor three times a month, and then you will be saved. That's what you will do. You could care less about communicating with God or having a good relationship with everybody else. You will just do the steps. Okay, what do I need to do to go to heaven? Give to the poor, okay, how much, right? No heart, no emotion, still apathetic, no love, just moving by emotion, no compassion, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus showed us that there's different ways to heal. And look at uh, another way that, a different way, he, well, he communicated it in, in Matthew 15, 30, I think, is that what I have? Matthew 12, that's the demon-possessed. So, uh, the demon-possessed man who was blind and was unable to speak was brought to him. He healed him so that he, the man could both speak and see. See, he, he did not communicate anything. Jesus just healed the man. There was no touching. There was no spitting. It, it was, there was no communication. And the man was, was healed from his blindness to a point that the demon was casted out, um, and then look at Matthew 15, 30 to thirty one. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid before Jesus, and he healed them all. See, there's there's no there was no such there's no other procedure. God did that intentionally because us men we like to focus on how did he do it. And if you go through John 9, you will see that the Pharisees asked the man, how did he heal you? What did he do? It wasn't like who healed you because they already knew It's the who is the guy that they don't like. The who is the guy that's putting them out of business. So they weren't asking who did it. They were more curious and and more concerned about how did he do it? Why? So that they could probably do it too, they're thinking. See, that's why why when Jesus heals us, he heals us in different ways and different manners. When he draws us, to save us from, from, our, from our sins, He drew us from different ways. We were all going through different things. Some of us, we, we accepted Christ when we were on the highest of our life and then we found it empty. Some of us, we found Jesus on the lowest point of our lives because everything failed us. Right? So, so it's, when Jesus seeks us and uh, comes for us, He does this in different ways. When He heals us, He does it in in different ways as well. So don't just be praying for healing and not going to the doctor. Right? Can can I bring that up? That's also a big, big misnomer for a lot of Christians. They say, oh, I prayed already. I don't need to see the doctor. Are you serious? You know, because if 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 everything is from God, even the doctors are from God. Do we agree? If everything is from God, your insurance that was provided by God was so that you can go to the doctor to get professional advice, correct? Not because the doctor is is an atheist, it doesn't mean God's not going to use him. Do we agree? So God heals us in unique ways, and it's just good because our God is good. It's just amazing for me. And look at um, verse 31. The crowd was amazed... Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. They couldn't stop talking, right? I don't know if they were speaking words, but they were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking, and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. See, healing from God brings glory to Him. Healing from God brings us to praise Him. Amen? So that's why when we pray for our brothers and sisters who are sick, you know, it's not because to bring glory to us, to our prayer meetings, to our love and compassion for them, or to how eloquent we said our prayer. It wasn't really, it had nothing to do with us. We just took part of what God was intending to do in the first place. Correct? We were God's mouthpiece. We were God's God's hand. That's why when we touch people uh, when we're praying over them, when we're touching them, that's not power. That's not like Harry Potter, like, oh, 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 oh my oh, you know. That's that's just us making them here, making them feel like, hey, God is here. Right? When, when, when people were praying for me when I got ordained as a pastor here, I remember people were, were holding me, and I could, like, my, 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 my sense was it was God Himself touching me as these people were speaking those prayers. So it's the same way. So it's really no conjuring of, pr- of power. It's it's really more about being used by God. Amen? God does His work in diverse and unique ways. We must not seek to formulate how God works or does miraculous deeds. It's It's not the process. It's God. Now, interestingly, of all the miracles recorded in the Old Testament, there is no record of the blind receiving their sight. There was nothing. The, re- the restoring of sight and opening blind eyes was a miracle solely reserved for the coming messiah as prophesied twice in the book of isaiah that's in isaiah 35 1 to 6 and isaiah 42 6 to 7 jesus emphasized that himself in luke 4 16 to 21 and luke 7 22 to 23 amen now the next question logical question from any for anybody a christian Or an unbeliever do miracles of healing still happen today Do miracles of healing still happen today the 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 right answer is yes well a lot of people don't believe in miracles anymore they call miracles they they use the word miracles so loosely loosely that they'll say oh you made it here that's a miracle (laughs) no a miracle is out of the nature out of out of something the, the natural order Right? Uh, Grab the law of gravity says if something goes up, it will come down. Right? That's the gravity. Something, it pulls. Uh, And and there's other principles there. Now, a miracle is when Jesus walked on water. The principle is somebody dies, they remain dead. Right? A miracle is when Jesus restored Lazarus from the dead. The miracle is when Jesus resurrected from the dead. Miracle is... Somebody is blind from birth, there is no way you can restore uh, sight to them. But the miracle is Jesus restoring the sight. The miracle, the one miracle that us Christians really have, and probably have ignored, or maybe sometimes we take it for granted, there, was, there is no way that we can save ourselves from our sins. The sins that we have committed and continue to commit against God and against our, our, our fellow men, there's no way that we can save ourselves from that. Our sins that we commit will take us straight to hell. But the miracle, the miracle of God's saving grace, that when He died on the cross, He paid for us, He shed His blood on on the cross for us, and then He resurrected from the dead, that miracle of us now attaining heaven because of what He has done is something that we should always be thankful about. Amen? But yes, miracles can still happen today healing can be a very controversial subject within the western church healing does not always take place immediately uh, see look at this in 1 timothy 5 23 this is paul talking to timothy don't drink only water you ought to drink a little wine listen the guys who loves to drink please the operative word here is little okay <laughs> Little wine, not the whole wine bottle, little wine for the sake of your stomach because you are sick so often. Paul advising Timothy to drink wine instead of water. Why? Because back in the days when they were there, the water purification wasn't perfect. It was safer to drink wine rather than water. Now, that's no longer our case, but some legalistic people will say, there you go, drink wine drink just don't get drunk nor is lack of healing in a person's life merely the consequences of their lack of faith stories abound when healing occurs instantly while some healings take place years later and some healings wait for the second coming of jesus (laughs) also when god uses a medical means to cure a person that's healing it's not lesser it's not a lesser healing amen that's why the medicines are there for us. This is my belief. God gave me Tylenol, Advil, Theraflu. <laughs> now, here's... Um, John, are you ready? Here's an illustration of God's miraculous healing up to now. Okay. Now, this is a video back in 2018 about a girl, an 11-year-old girl's brain tumor that was incurable. But because his parents and the people that... Uh, their church prayed for her; her tumor disappeared. Uh, okay, John, John. For avocado, sustainability doctors for comes Doctors for an 11-year-old first. girl in Texas say they are we mystified. The girl was diagnosed with pillows, a rare brain tumor, but now, for reasons doctors cert- cannot explain, she is cancer-free. Doctor Tara Narula has the oh. story. When 11-year-old Roxley Doss was diagnosed with what appeared to be a rare inoperable brain tumor in June, she faced it with courage. Some 300 children in the U.S. are diagnosed with this particular brain tumor, DIPG, each year. There's no cure, and less than 1% survive beyond five years. It is a devastating disease. You have decreased... That's an attack, guys. Believe me, it's there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one hearing the audio, though, right? What is being a hero? Sometimes for girl this is my fault. I gave the raw data late. A girl was diagnosed Sometimes. with a rare brain. All right, we'll just, okay, so just let's just, just take my word for that, okay? <laughs> let's skip to Nabil. So that point is a girl was, she had a, a tumor. You have to really watch it because she was given a few months to live. It was incurable. Uh, they did chemo on her, but that didn't work. But then they prayed. They prayed. The parents prayed for her and the people at church, and she was healed. The doctors were amazed. They could not explain it, how She was healed. Uh, So that's a miracle. But then, do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember uh, a person named, uh, our brother Nabil Qureshi. He was a former Muslim, and he turned to become a follower of Jesus. He was diagnosed with advanced stomach cancer. Um, And here's a video of him, if we have it, yeah. Here's a video of him sharing what, the news after getting the test. Um, This will be an interesting (laughs) update. I haven't even had a chance to process yet. um, The news we've just received. Um, But uh, I really want to first thank you guys for all your prayers. Um, I know many, many of you have been praying nonstop um, for the past few days as I've been (laughs) waiting to hear the results. Michelle and I just went to uh, the uh, hospital to receive the results of the last scan. And uh, the results aren't good. Um, The radiation apparently didn't work too well. Um, The primary tumor has shrunk some, so that's good. But the tumor is still there. There's still cancer in the stomach. Um, But what's worse, the lymph nodes that we were hoping would recede haven't receded. um, And so I'm not a, not a candidate for surgery. And on top of so. He was a very godly man. He was used by God tremendously. He wrote books. He was bringing people to Jesus. He was an apologist for Jesus. He prayed. He believed God will heal him. But he passed away in September 16, 2017. Now, Here's Paul in, in, in 2 Corinthians twelve seven to 9 Let me read it to you. Even though I have received, I read it earlier, but let me just read it again to close us even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Oh, To take it away. Each time He said, My grace is all you need. My power works best In weakness, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ can work through me. You see, Nabil Qureshi worked for the Lord. Paul worked for the Lord. Sin doesn't necessarily sickness doesn't necessarily mean you're 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 sinning, and 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 God still works miraculous healings up to now but it's really up to Him. It's really not up to us, right? It also doesn't have anything to do on how sincere our prayers are. Now, this is not, this is not to discourage you to become prayerful, but it's, it's, all it means is God has provided the ultimate healing above all, which is our spiritual healing. Amen? God has done that. Our, 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 our physical healing... Now that varies. And you know, God is a fair God. He's actually unfair, unfair to himself because he doesn't owe us anything. But us, when we lift our problems to him, our needs over to him, he is so gracious, he's so compassionate that he always wants to heal us, comfort us, and provide us our needs. Amen? Amen. Healing is mysterious. It's so mysterious. God will do it. Or God won't whatever you are encountering in life right now you can always encounter Jesus his mighty works might be immediate it might be right away or might be faithfully displayed over a season of time now as a pastor when I pray for people over the phone uh, or from a distance or when I lay my hand over them uh, those who are sick or suffering physically Um, and then i'm asking god for healing for these people i know that it has nothing to do with me at all even if somebody recites the james message uh, verse to me the prayer of a righteous man avails much They, they say that that's why they call me which is fine you know that is what the verse says but it really has nothing to do with me it doesn't even matter if you call Who's who's the big guy now in our faith? John MacArthur over, and he'll pray over you that will guarantee you healing. Not necessarily. And I'm not saying it won't happen too, but it's not the person. It's God himself. Amen? Amen? But we are to ask because we don't know what his will is. What we know is he told us if you need, you ask. Right? Those if you need something you ask those who knock the door will be opened to you ask and you shall receive amen amen so as we as we focus see our our journey has been we discussed about god's love we discussed about god's wisdom now we're discussing about god's power so this is all it's all encompassing our faith is all about that our god is all about that he is powerful he is loving he knows everything right So it should encourage us to continue to pray to Him, encourage us to continue to rely on Him, and just continue to believe that if He wills it for us to to be healed. You see our list of of healing there? Healing for recovery, for Farah Reyes, for Lisa Austria, for my brother-in-law Mark Mariano, for my friend Tony Alexander, for my buddy uh, Rodolfo Manawis, for our sister John Menor, and then our sister Lorna, Tito Lorna now, right? She, I don't know if you guys are part of that uh, prayer warriors thing uh, in the messenger, but she needs our prayer. So we humble ourselves, we present our request to him, and then we leave it up to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. That is our message tonight. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, as the music team makes their way up here, um, we're, they're gonna close. They're gonna close us in um, song, and I'm just gonna close us in prayer right now. Father, I thank you for your message for us. We thank you for the lessons that we have you have given to us through uh, healing that blind man. Father, I pray that our faith will never fail because we cannot see you working, or we cannot feel it, or the results is not in front of us. Father. Help us to trust in you, whether we see it, whether we feel it, whether we like it or not, Lord. Help us, Father, improve in our faith in you. Help us improve in our prayer life. And Father, I pray for the healing of John and me, Lord God. I pray for the healing of of, um, help for Tita Lorna, the healing of the other people that are in this list, Lord. I ask for the healing of everyone in this building right now that is either emotionally hurting or physically hurting, I pray, Father, that you just uh, put your hands upon them and give them the healing that they need, Father. And Father, forgive us, Lord, for the times that we doubted you. All these things we ask and pray in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen, amen. Amen.